The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is the co-founder and CEO of Amuse, a Sweden-based label and distributor that recently introduced Fast Forward, a royalty platform that uses machine learning to allow independent artists to collect up to six months of future streaming royalties in advance. You can find out more about Amuse and Fast Forward by visiting www.amuse.io. Ladies and gentlemen, Diego Farias is on the Break the Business podcast. Hi, Diego. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here. I have seen your work from afar. I've always kind of seen news stories and a lot of press releases about Amuse and Fast Forward, and I'm like, what's going on here? I got to <laughs> talk to this guy. I got to get some answers because it seems like you guys are really on the cutting edge of a lot of things that have a lot of implications for indie artists. So I'm glad to have you here. Before we talk specifically about Fast Forward, because I think that's really, really cool, let's talk about the company that houses that particular innovation, your label, Amuse. Tell the listeners a bit about your company and how it differs from the traditional record label. Yeah, well, um, Amuse is uh, now on its uh, third year of existence. So, you know, it's it's still early days for us. But uh, we set out to build something based on all of the learnings and insights we had from both from being a part of the record industry, but more importantly, from being a part of the quickly transforming record industry in Sweden, which, as you may or may not know, started to change already back in 2007, 2008, when Spotify was introduced in our home market, because that's where Spotify is from. Um so we had a lot of experiences both from technology and from this, from the early days of streaming, and we brought that into um, the company when we founded Amuse. So Amuse is basically a record company to the point you were making, built on top of a distribution platform that uses uh, data to identify emerging talent. Uh, so it's, it's built on the new principles of uh, music consumption, which is that every stream that that is generated from any of the big music services creates this digital footprint. And if you can break that footprint uh, down into its smallest pieces, uh, you can start to gain a lot of insight about how music is being consumed, which is a strong indicator for where a song could be going in the future. Um, based on that information, we obviously work very, very close with the artists that we then determine um, we want to work with, and, and, and hopefully they want to work with us, of course, and then we work with them um, and try to create a career for them going forward. So uh, I think I think that gives a, a quick and good introduction to what the Amuse idea is. From what I saw, you you have sort of a base product that you offer to anybody, and then right. you know from that group you can sort of select certain people that you think have you know a particular amount of talent or really something to offer, and then you right. can provide more specialized services to that cohort. Can you talk a bit about what that looks like? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you said it very clearly, so I'm not entirely sure how much I have to fill in there. But <laughs> I think the point the point is that there's a, a lot of information that you can gain. And I'm not talking about absolute numbers. I'm not talking about this kid grew from 10,000 streams to 15,000 streams overnight. I'm talking about all of the underlying uh, granular information that's built into all of that. So we, we get provided, you know, all of the 
in-depth data from the different music services that provide that type of data. And then we break it down and put it into our super cool data system called Lil Data. Uh, it's uh, named after all of the cool uh, SoundCloud rappers out there. Uh, and then we start to look for all of these patterns using pattern recognition and a bunch of other cool stuff to see what is, what is special about how this artist is performing and how people are consuming this artist's music. Um, so it's, it's very different from a traditional A&R process. I mean, we don't have the artist standing in front of us. We're not judging whether or not, you know, they have a hillbilly dialect or if they're uh, too big or too small or if they're men or women or if they look good or, or not. We're, we're looking at how this music is being consumed. So it's a very democratic process as far as A&Ring goes. Um, and then we start to um, reach out to the artist. Um, they've been using our service for free, so hopefully they have a good opinion on who we are and how our business practices are. And then we approach them with uh, a plan as soon as we know a little bit more about them and have reached out to them, and, and, and we take the next step from there. That's interesting. It's sort of like the sabermetrics approach to you know, looking for artists, you know, the old school A&R is all about, you know, the gut feeling of a record executive. Oh, I, right. but you guys, you guys are data driven. You're looking at all these different metrics and, you know, you're relying less on how they make you feel in your gut and more on what are these data points telling us in terms of predicting future success. So when you bring in one of these artists, you know, to mm -hmm. your, to your, you know, full service label kind of option, what does the deal look like with the artist? How is it structured? Is it like a typical record deal or do you do different things? So I think there are some major differences in how our label operates uh, versus other labels. Uh, we, don't, we don't acquire any rights. So all, all the deals that we do are for licenses. Uh, so we That's only what we like license. to hear. <laughs> we yeah. only license rights. And at the end of the license period, um, the rights go back to the artist. We don't think that people actually want to sell their music. Uh, people might have other opinions, but that's that's where we come from. And then um, we give advances and we give marketing commitments. Uh, we always deliver on both the advance and the marketing commitment, so there's no funny business going on. Uh, whatever we say we're going to pay the artist, we do. And then um, we split the revenues uh, usually 50-50 on the profit of these projects meaning that um, when we've earned back the money that we had advanced, uh, we split the profits on the project 50-50. So I think the key here is that we go all in label when we do this. It's not a distribution company that promised to pitch your song for 15% of your money or 25 or 35. I've heard horrendous cases in that space. This is a team is being built around you. Money is being spent. A risk is being taken. Um, and I think it's um, it's it speaks a lot to w when we decide to monetize. We think that it's perfectly fair for us to charge for the services that we provide when we really make a difference in the project. Um, so that's that's kind of how the label setup is, uh, or, or the label is set up, rather. Wow, not owning the masters, not using any of those traditional predatory label techniques. I feel, I yes, wish sir. I could high five you through the video conference. <laughs> this is I just awesome. accepted it, air five. Yes, okay. So you're using all this cool data-driven stuff and you're, you know, you're using all these different metrics. And one of the things that your company has done with these you know, Im impressive data resources that you've amassed is this new product called Fast Forward, where, as we said before, you're using this machine learning to project mm -hmm. an artist's future streaming royalties. And then based on that projection, you're able to provide artists with up to six months worth of future royalties as an advance. Right. What? How, how, does I know, this, right? how does this work? <laughs> try to explain so this to me, and I got like no tech knowledge, but try to explain I this know, to me, because this know. is cool. 
So, so basically, our label team has been using this type of a technology for some time. Um, so we not only do we look at historic data, but we predict where a song is going. Uh, we've been doing that since the beginning of, our, uh, of the abuse journey. And so we figured that was a service that could be incredibly helpful for other artists too. So some people tell me, Diego, this sounds like a pipe dream or utopia. You know, you're providing free distribution, you're providing all of these services, you're being so generous and transparent in your deals, and now you're going to provide advances to everyone. What's the catch here? There really isn't a catch. There's a great way to build a business uh, without being a predatory traditional label. So in the case of um, fast forward, we, we were using this type of a technology in-house already to, to uh, you know, create the types of uh, deal flow that the uh, label needed to be able to sign artists. And, and we figured we could probably productify this and, and provide it to more people. So basically what Fast Forward is, it looks at all of the artists in the distribution platform, which is just you know, growing every day to a pretty crazy number by now. And uh, it's looking at all of their uh, collective data. I think we're getting north of 50 billion data points or something like that that's being um, used to predict these uh, advances. And then we provide every artist that qualifies for these advances uh, with a notification in their phone and they, they get to see exactly what the breakdown is, why we're providing this. Uh, and then they can um, just go ahead and accept that. They, they uh, accept um, the terms of the advance in the app and then they get the money paid out a, a day or so later. So it's an incredibly slick and smooth um, uh, transaction, but it's also uh, very transparent and honest in terms of how the terms are set up. And so it would ostensibly allow artists to have you know some good cash flow available to make large purchases, like if they're trying to fund a tour or their next album project, instead of getting little drips of royalty money spread out, they can get a lump sum that they can really do something with. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, the two examples that you gave are perfect. Uh, you know, we've heard of, of stories of people paying for uh, a mini tour or, you know, someone needed to build a, a big a big mix room or, you know, whatever it could be. But then there are all these other stories because the reality of being an artist it always sounds so glamorous. But there are all these other stories that are uh, perhaps not as glamorous where people just need $200 for something. And, you know, I don't want to get into what details that could be, but it's, it's, um, it's an offer that could be of a variable sizes. So we've done deals from, you know, 200, 300 bucks up to north of a hundred thousand. Uh, we've offered way more than that, but for different reasons, you know, uh, the artist didn't accept but there are so many different possibilities for this. It's absolutely mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. And as a result, I have about a billion questions about how this works in practice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to rank them so that you don't have to listen to all billion of them. But just is this, this, I mean, wow. Okay. So uh, and some of these might seem kind of pointed, but I want to make sure that artists really understand how this sort of works. So oh, of the, course. the first thing that kind of comes to mind for me is... You know, you're talking about having technology that can predict future streaming royalties, but I've been around enough artists and I've seen enough of how streaming works to know that there's a lot of unpredictability in this process. You know, a lot of right. unforeseen circumstances can happen. You know, somebody starts using your your song in like a YouTube video that goes viral and all of a sudden everybody wants to listen to your song or the right. song gets a placement in a you know, TV show or a movie, and now all of a sudden everybody's streaming your track. Like, how how can your technology possibly account for all the crazy things that can happen in the streaming world? 
No, I mean, I think I think that's a really, really good question. And um, to fully understand fast forward, it's really looking at the complete opposite of what you described. Uh, we have no technology to factor in the fantastic opportunities that lies in a song. What we're looking at is what is the worst case scenario that could happen here? If this song just completely, completely stops growing, what would we still have to be able to recoup this advance? That's what we're looking at. So no, we haven't come up with any cool technology. I mean, we're not sitting here with, uh, remember that book from uh, Back to the Future where they were seeing <laughs> future scores in, in, in basketball games or whatever? We don't have that, Ryan, I assure you. But we have really, really sophisticated ways of figuring out where this is going in the worst case. And that's what we can base our advances on. And so is this truly an advance in the sense that once the amount of streaming royalties sort of recoups, you know, once the future royalties actually recoup what you've advanced the artist, does fast forward get more on top of that? Is it like a loan yeah. with interest? How does that work? It's not a loan and it definitely doesn't have an interest uh, rate, but what we do have is a fee associated with this. So what I was saying before about our license deals is that we believe that it's fair to charge for different types of services where we're really adding value into the situation. And I think providing six months worth of future royalties would count as one of those times when it's perfectly fine to charge for that service because the money's coming out of our pocket to, uh, to a certain risk uh, or with a certain risk. So yes, there is a fee associated with this. The fee depends a little bit on the risk for each of these advances. So it could be someone who's been with us for a long period of time where we feel incredibly confident about the advance or it could be someone who's new with us and has some more kind of um you know doesn't have the same type of richness of data in our pipeline for us to have the same level of comfort so the price could range um depending on that risk okay so now what happens in a scenario where your platform over predicts the amount of future royalties does the artist right. have to pay you back or how does that work no, I think I think uh, you know if we extend too much in an advance, then that's that's on our end. Uh, so I I was I had to convince our board about this because it sounds a little bit weird. But uh, if you don't if you can't um, recoup the advance that we gave you, uh, we're not gonna ask you to repay that. Well, that's really excellent. Well, uh, uh, that seems super super cool, and I'm glad you're able to convince your board of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it makes uh, it makes strong business sense. Like many of these other things that I uh, was explaining to you, we're not in this for the short haul. I think uh, it's important for us to position ourselves as very artist friendly because we are, and we the best way to show how artist friendly we are is to actually you know show them by our actions, and this would be one of those actions uh, uh, among many. If I can add, tell me about the rollout for mm -hmm. fast forward. Are you guys still in beta now? So, uh, no, it's launched. I guess nowadays there's very little time between a beta and, and a fully launched product. Uh, we, started, um, we started working with this before Christmas. Uh, so we started doing a couple of tests and we launched a couple of additional tests in January and early February. Uh, but the, the functionality is, is rolled out. There's still some improvements to be made, but that's always the case with technology. So uh, the base service is working perfectly and we have a lot of people who have already accepted it. Cool. And you can check out more about Amuse and Fast Forward by visiting www.amuse.io. I want you, since we're talking about the future and, you know, at this mm -hmm. point, the future being six months down the road, 
let's <laughs> let's look at Amuse a little further out into the future now. Right. What what does Amuse look like to you five years from now? You guys have a lot of VC behind you. People are really making big bets on what you guys are going to be doing. What does your relationship to the music industry look like in five years? Well, you know, Amuse is proving that it works. Um, it started as a very entertaining um, idea from a philosophical point of view, perhaps, or an intellectual point of view. It sounds like the perfect type of service for the, the 2019 and, and the future. And um, one of the things that we had to do initially was to prove that this actually worked, which we have. We already have uh, a lot of commercial success, primarily in Europe with gold and platinum discs and you know, artists that have, have really found commercial success. Um, this service is working the way we intended it to be working. So what am I foreseeing five years from now? Well, I want this to be a global thing. We wouldn't have started it otherwise. No one in, in, in the co-founder team was, was dreaming about building Sweden's biggest independent label. We have global ambitions and uh, our investors do too, of course. Otherwise, they wouldn't be piling in all of this money into our company. So we're hoping to take this show uh, on the road, take it to more markets, uh, build a global footprint. And um, that's going to take us a full five years. Um, but I'm very optimistic about where this is going. As far as how the, um, how the Amuse experience will look, a lot of it will remain unchanged. We will continue to provide free music distribution for the whole world, which we think makes perfect sense. Um, we will continue to provide our label uh, to the, the artists that are trying to break through the noise of today. And then we're going to add a bunch of really cool technology like fast forward. And we already have a bunch of really cool stuff coming out in the coming months or so, uh, which we think will continue to uh, provide all of these services that artists need to truly be independent uh, in the future. Man, I'm super interested to see where you guys are going to be going with this. I'm a big fan of the disruptors and the innovators in music industry. If you're if you're anybody who takes a look at what's happened in the past and says, let's do something different, you're my kind of person. And you're my kind of person, Diego. It's been <laughs> such so a pleasure a talking to you. Before we let you go this week, I'm interested to ask, do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? I, I always come back to the same thing. I think education. Uh, I don't mean education as sitting behind a, a desk in school and, 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 and tormenting yourself through classes. I think you have to uh, be curious about the industry to really be able to succeed. Um, the more knowledge you have about all the aspects of the industry, the more you will be in a situation of uh, you know, having uh, the upper hand. Perhaps it's a negotiation. Perhaps it's just knowledge about how to structure a deal or or make sure you get the best type of circumstances to be able to launch your artist career. But I think a lot of it comes back to that curiosity and, and excitement around learning about the industry in which you're operating. So if I can give anyone advice on you know, how where they can start, I think it's there. And then the rest of the things will come naturally. At the end of the day, if you have the talent that's required for this industry, which you know it's a fairly tough industry, uh, and you combine that with the smartness you need, um, then you have an entrepreneur on your hands. And, and that's the best combination for anyone who's trying to break into the industry. Diego Farias, everybody. Check out his excellent, excellent innovations at Amuse at, and Fast Forward. Visit www.amuse.io. Sir, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Have and, a good day. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast.